Hey, wait. We gotta try it. Try what? Calling the empty man. Who's the empty man? If you're on a bridge and you find a bottle, you blow into it and you think about the empty man. Oh, come on, Mandy. How old are you? Tell him the rest. On the first night, you hear him. And on the second night, you see him. And on the third night? Well, on the third night, he finds you. Squirming his way into your thoughts. Like a disease. <laughs> and his message is contagious. the Strange Harbors podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by Amir Ture and Derek Wong. So tonight we're doing a bit of a double header. We're going to talk about the Oscar nominations, which were today, Tuesday, February 8th, the day we're recording. We'll talk a bit about the surprises and maybe some of the snubs. Uh, we'll just talk about that really briefly, maybe like five, ten minutes, and then we'll go into the main event, which is a movie that will never, ever win a single Oscar or see a single nomination anywhere, uh, just because no one's fucking seen it. We're going to talk about the cult horror movie, which is now on HBO Max, The Empty Man, directed by David Pryor, starring James Dale. Yeah, kind of a little sleeper, under-the-radar hit here that we're going to talk about. I'm excited to see what you guys thought of the movie. But first... Uh, the Oscar nominations were today. Did you guys watch the live broadcast, or did you guys just keep up with... No, I definitely did not watch the live <laughs> I did not watch the live broadcast Don't you either. go to work, bro? What are you, like, yeah. how? <laughs> I, I didn't watch it either. I didn't watch it either. Oh, it's like 8.18 8, in the morning, like, odd time to be. Is that <laughs> yeah, Eastern yeah. or Pacific? Eastern, Eastern. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not awake yet. Yeah, you're in bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those, those are very high expectations for uh, for podcasting homework, my friend. Uh, surprisingly, not awful. I don't even like really pay attention to award stuff. I just think sometimes the voting bodies are just so narrow-minded and irrelevant. But this year, not too bad, actually. I mean, there's still some dumb choices here and there, but I think like the expanded international voting body is actually doing the awards some favors. Like a lot of surprises that I was actually pleasantly uh, taken by. I guess then what is your biggest surprise, Jeff? Uh, probably just how many awards uh, Drive My Car was nominated for. Mm -hmm. Sadly, it still remains my 2021 blind spot. I still have not seen Drive My Car. I haven't either. A lot of uh, nominations there. Directing, Raisuke Hamaguchi got nominated for directing. Big snub in that category. Uh, Denis Villeneuve got Mm -hmm. snubbed for Dune. I thought he was like a shoo-in for director there. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe everyone's waiting on part two for Dune, so. Maybe. Uh, maybe. The Return of the King effect? <laughs> mm. Do you think that's what happened? Like, people were like, oh, this is kind of incomplete. We'll just wait until. I think so. I've heard you think so? people saying that. Yeah. International feature film, Drive My Car was nominated for. Best Picture. Maybe we have another Parasite situation here. I don't know. Who knows? Adapted Screenplay. Also, Drive My Car. Thing um, is, I feel like by this point, when I think about Parasite's history, I feel like more people had watched it by then. Like, I feel like nobody's watched this thing. Like, yeah. I don't know anyone yeah. besides critics. And, and yeah. Jeff, you're a critic yourself. You haven't been able to, you know, get to a screening or anything. Like, you know, I am it's... aware of the buzz of the movie, though. I yeah, just me too. haven't been able to bring myself to the theater to see this. It's like three hours. Yeah, it's like a three hour. Yeah. It's also, it's not like it's in every theater right now. Like, it's, I mean, you're true. lucky you're in New York and like, yeah, I, I mean, the closest theater to me that's showing it in like two weeks, I looked it up like in two weeks, it's like an hour away. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not, it's not easy to find this movie yet. Hopefully it has a wider release, you know, before the actual award. I, I don't know. Get more eyes on this. Mm-hmm. Get some buzz around it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, 
I had like family and friends text me today. I was like, what the fuck is drive my car? <laughs> you know? They just never heard of it. Like, I've been hearing about drive my car for so long that I just take it for granted, I guess. But people don't know about this movie, like, outside of like, you know, like movie people, you know? I mean, the, the only reason I know about it is because of all the buzz. I'm, yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't know anyone who has. I have a, a funny story. Like, a couple years ago, I don't remember what year this is, but it was, like, the day after the Oscars, and, like, one of my coworkers was, like, she watched the Oscars, and she's, like, what the fuck? Who the hell seen Moonlight? And then I, like, <laughs> I, you know, I love movies, so I raised my hand, and she's, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's but yeah, it, there's always like movies I feel like that critics have loved and it gets a lot of buzz, but like it maybe hasn't made the rounds yet or like not everyone has seen it. Even Parasite was kind of like that, right? Like I, I know a lot of people that did see it, but you know, a lot of people that still haven't seen it. I don't think there's anything that to this extent though was Drive yeah. My Car. I think you have to be pretty sheltered to not know about Moonlight. Parasite. Oh yeah. I mean, Moonlight mm-hmm. and Parasite. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barry Jenkins was was huge that year with that movie. There was a lot of awards buzz for that. And mm-hmm. and that movie's American, too, you know? So that's another thing. But some other nice surprises. Two married couples <laughs> um, yes. got nominated. Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst together for Power of the Dog, which was really sweet, actually. I think that's really cute. <laughs> and her first nomination ever, right? Yeah, yeah. I was listening to some interview with Kristen Dunst, and it was actually really sad. I, I kind of got choked up for her, because she was like, oh, you know, like, people don't really like my movies, or, like, I never felt like I was really, like, a part of this industry, and, like, people still think of me as, like, the bring-it-on girl. I've never won an award. I'm glad to see her get her due, because she's been really great in a lot of stuff. It's good to see her get some recognition. And, of course, the other married couple is Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz, right? Javier Bardem for uh, being the Ricardos. Mm-hmm. And Penelope Cruz for Palo Mothers, the new Almodovar film. Have you guys caught up on either of those two? No. I want to watch Palo Mothers, and I know it's yeah. playing near me. I think I might try to go catch it in the next like week or two. Yeah. But uh, I have not been able to watch that. Being the Ricardos is something I'm not entirely interested in, really. You just may never, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of there, too. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm kind of tapped out with 2021. I don't know. Yeah. I went back and I saw Macbeth, but the rest of the slate that I've missed, I don't know how much I'm dying to go back and see. I'm sure I'll eat my words in five years when I go back and see them all. They're all amazing. Yeah. I mean, I still want to see Parallel Mothers. I still want to see Flea. I still want to see Drive My Car. And I still want to see, like, The Worst Person in the World. The Worst but, Person in the World I caught up with. It's actually really good. I like okay, it a lot. Yeah, I, I um, definitely really Okay. Put that, that on the shortlist, then. I would put Drive My Car and Worst Person in the World on the shortlist just because there's so much buzz around Drive My <laughs> Car. And then people are like, that three hours doesn't feel like anything. So. Really? I'll believe it when I see it, right? Yeah, so, I mean, that's it's a yeah, three-hour yeah, movie that's about a lot to, yeah. someone being driven around in his own car. But right? like, yeah. I'm excited for it. I do want to see it. I was really happy to see, not like happy, but like, I do think Aaron Sorkin's a little overrated, and especially like being the Ricardos. I've seen a lot of like middling reviews for it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see the worst person in the world take its place in screenplay. What makes me really happy is that it's kind of in the same vein as Kristen Dunst, the the girl from Twilight has also been nominated <laughs> for Best Actress, and I'm talking about that Kristen was, Stewart. Yeah, that was a huge surprise, because she got completely ignored everywhere, everywhere else. Everywhere else. On yeah. all the other awards. Yeah. Like, uh, SAG. Yeah, SAG, BAFTA, she was ignored. Um, but this was such a pleasant surprise, because it's one of my favorite performances of the year. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the one I want to win, actually. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Other snubs that kind of felt bad the girls from passing you know tessa thompson yeah. and ruth mm-hmm. nega that was a good movie actually i really enjoyed it those performances were like phenomenal but they were nominated biggest snub ever was alana heim for a licorice pizza what the fuck is that mm-hmm. yeah because um, licorice pizza got nominated for so many other things right is she Directing. just too young i don't know i feel like there's best so many picture. heavy hitters in that best actress category this year, just in terms of resume. Like, I know it shouldn't matter, but I feel like yeah. the Academy does care about that know. kind of shit. It's hard to say, because, like, I mean, I haven't seen all the performances in Best Actress. Like, I've only actually seen two of them. I think I'm the weakest them. on Best Actress as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know who she would replace, right, when it comes yeah. to um, Best Actress. But, like, I agree. I mean, the, the whole movie, I think, really hinders on both their performances. Cooper Hoffman and Alana Heim. But even, I think... The heavier weight in that duo is her, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, I mean, I, I definitely could have seen her 
nominated for Best Actress, but I just can't speak to who I think should have been. Yeah. I mean, Licorice Pizza was nominated for writing, Best Picture, and Director, right? But that movie does not work without Alana Haim. She's like the linchpin of that whole movie, right? So, like, to not nominate her for Best Actress is, like, pretty egregious to me. Interesting. Um, but then Cooper Hoffman, you don't think the same thing? Um, I think Cooper Hoffman is great in that, but I think Alana Haim is just head and shoulders above. Really interesting. Were you someone that believed that Rachel Zegler could have gotten in on? I could have seen that. I could have seen that. I could see Rachel Zegler and Alana Haim in the place of, like, Nicole Kidman and Jessica Chastain, maybe. Mm-hmm. Plenty of movies that didn't get a single nod at all. The Green Knight, which was really, really sad to see it miss, like, every single category. Everything, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I dude, could have like, seen that for VFX, costume, VFX. Yeah, not even, yeah. yeah, yeah. What is going on with the visual effects category? That thing is, like, free guy? Really? <laughs> <laughs> even I will. Even I can't defend that. And you like free guy, right? I mean, I, like is like, yeah, I, I'll admit, I like it. But is visual effects because it just has like a bunch of CG? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it? Yeah. Because even I think, we talked about it, like The Green Knight is a beautiful movie that like has a, a very small budget compared to like Free Guy, but it does so much with that, right? And, yeah. Like, thinking about the actual Green Knight and thinking about the giants and stuff that they have in the movie. And, like Budget is also like a fraction of all of these movies, right? Mm-hmm. But if anything, like, I don't know. Shang-Chi is fine. I think the last act is pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. But it had some good stuff. I'll swallow that one. Spider-Man No Way Home, I can't accept at all. <laughs> like, my main criticism of that movie is that it's so fucking ugly. The Green Knight can bump either of those or Free Guy. And even yeah. No Time to Die, which yeah, I I was going to say, No Time to Die, like, like I can't what? remember. Is that a like, visual being... spectacle? Is that something yeah. that, like, yeah. is something? Like, of all of those, only Dune is, like, a visual standout. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, No Time to Die is more, which is a beautiful movie, by the way. It's a very good-looking movie. It is. Yeah. I would put that more on the cinematography than the visual effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like, a lot of the stuff that might look practical in No Time to Die might be VFX. You don't know, right? So maybe that's what it is. I mean, I would swap out Free Guy and No Way Home for The Green Knight and The Matrix Resurrections. I think that's what I would do. Mm. Um, oh yeah, I kind of yeah. didn't even think about the Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix <laughs> looks good. I know you guys aren't like so high on the movie like I am, but but that is I, a good I agree movie. that could definitely be in there. I'm not saying like yeah, it couldn't be in the visual effects category. Not surprised that Titan didn't get anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's just a little too out there. But I think there was hope that Julia Ducournau got a directing nod, but mm. alas, yeah. I feel like that was too much. I'm glad that Don't Look Up didn't really make out like a bandit that some people some thought people it was thought going they would to. Be, yeah. Yeah. Because that movie fucking sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> that movie's so bad. I think if people were worried, like, we got to prop up the movie with the with like the environmentalist message and all that. But, like, if your movie sucks, it doesn't matter what your movie's message is, man. If it mm-hmm. sucks, it sucks. And that movie's not good. I did not like it. Did you see it? I've I seen did. it. Yeah, I've seen it. I heard a lot of mixed things. I was like, you know, I have a very limited amount of time in my life. I'm yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, why why like sit down and watch something that people are like, uh, you know? Right. There's so many things that people so like, many rave about that I'm never gonna get a chance to see in my life, you know? I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I am a little sad that like there is no recognition for like what Nick Cage did with his performance this year. Like right. I think it's yeah, big, yeah. yeah. Why not though? He was I don't know, it's just it hasn't really been in the awards talk, right? Why like, not? Like that's I, I don't know. One of the best films of last year. And I think it's one of his best performances like ever. And that's not saying like he isn't a good actor. He is a good actor and it's one of his best. Right. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah I, I I don't know. I mean, I easily could have seen Nick Cage in the place of Javier Bardem or Will Smith in leading mm-hmm. role. I didn't think Will Smith was that good in King Richard. I don't think he wasn't that good. I just don't know if like there's always talks about is this um uh, I don't know what the correct term is when it, it's a nom for someone's career versus someone's performance. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 Is it Will Smith's time? You know, is this the kind of thing? It's like a lifetime made? recognition award yeah. or yeah. something. Um, yeah. Not to demean his performance. I think it's fine. I just don't think it's like his best performance, you know, yeah. that he's given in a movie. So Do you think this is Denzel's? He's very good in the tragedy of Macbeth. He is I think it's between him and Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch, yeah. I was going to say um, Cumberbatch. Who do you think is better? Uh, 
I haven't seen Tragedy, so I can't talk. So it's up to you guys mm. to really. I uh, Cumberbatch might be better. Um, yeah, Cumberbatch might be better. I don't know. That's tough. They're both really good in their own ways. I enjoyed Macbeth a lot more. Mm-hmm. I, I know you do. <laughs> Cumberbatch was... He's Cumber- very good. Yeah. But I think Cumberbatch might actually have been better. Like, I think Denzel has been better in other things. I'll agree with that. And I'll I don't know that. if Cumberbatch... Like, I don't know if I've seen anything Cumberbatch That's true. Him, that he's been better than this. I'll give you that. <laughs> you know? Like, whereas, like, this, like... He, don't get me wrong. Again, Denzel's great in this. I think Macbeth was great. I think everyone should watch it. But I think he's been better in other stuff. Mm-hmm. That said, it's insane that he hasn't won anything in like 20 years. Yeah. That's wild. Since training day? Yeah. I mean, I think like actually in a leading role, I think just two of them are like kind of outright bad. <laughs> mm. uh, Wait, which? I don't think Javier Bardem is that good from what I've seen of being the Ricardos. And... I don't think Will Smith is that good. Like, I can't look past Will Smith to see Richard Williams, right? Right. Like, I, I, I think it's just a lot of artifice there. But I don't know. I like Denzel a lot. I always think of that line, uh, take thy face hence, way face, or whatever. Right? <laughs> I always think that's very funny. Uh, great line reading. I think there's, like, some reading between the lines of Shakespeare there where they add some interesting things in there, and I, I like it a lot. But, yeah. Cumberbatch is great, too. I guess I'd be happy with either of them. Um, yeah. I'd probably yeah. be happier to see Denzel, I'm not going to lie. But I would have loved to see Nicolas Cage up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nicolas Cage might have beat them all as far as just the performance I loved. Like, Yeah, you think so? Maybe. More than uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Denzel Washington? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I Again, is it a better performance? It's in the conversation? I enjoyed it more. I think of those three, that's the, probably the one I like enjoyed as a performance most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to our main review, a movie that will never see the Oscars ever. <laughs> well, it's too late, too, anyway. It's too late. <laughs> no, there's a way we can make this happen, boys. Thought plus concentration plus time equals flesh. <laughs> <laughs> equals awards. <laughs> equals awards, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess before we get into our thoughts do you want to just give maybe like a really brief synopsis sure so this movie came out in 2020 actually Mm -hmm. and it was right in the middle of covid it got buried and then it was on hbo max where it was discovered by some more people and now it has like a little cult following which i freaking love i don't know if you guys watch chris stuckman he's like this youtube film critic Mm-mm. But he was singing its praises, and I think a lot of people watch this movie because of him. I saw some like little horror websites talk about this movie and be like, oh, you should watch The Empty Man. The trailer is awful, and it sounds a lot like The Slender Man or like other trash like The Bye Bye Man. Ignore that. Just watch it, and you'll find something different. So, man, I don't even know how to explain this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it definitely took me off guard. Even though you recommended it, I wasn't looking forward to it because I was like, oh, it's going to be like Slender Man or Bye Bye Man or some shit. It sounds like it, right? <laughs> it, it does. Sounds Just like the it. name, you're like, oh, The Empty Man? But no, this yeah. movie fucking rocks. Like, it's it definitely rocks? Like, okay, good, dude, good, good, it, good. It's so good. Um, how to explain it? So there's like a 20-minute short film at the beginning, which is like a yes. vlog. <laughs> a bunch of like, I don't know if they're hikers or mountaineers or... I guess I don't even really know the difference, but they're hiking in Bhutan, and one of them falls into a crevice in the earth, and uh, he sees like this, I don't know, the giant skeleton. skeleton. Yeah, yeah, a giant skeleton of something that's clearly not a human being, and he goes into a catatonic state, and he has to be rescued by his friends, and they bring him back to a cabin. Over the course of a couple of days, they're like wondering what they're going to do with him and how to bring him back to civilization because they're in this remote uh, you know, place in the in the Bhutan wilderness in the mountains. And one night he whispers something into his girlfriend's ear. And then they uh, wake up one day and they find him like outside. His girlfriend goes nuts and, and stabs, what, two of them and then throws herself off a cliff? Yeah, she throws herself mm-hmm. off the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so, so, so the guy who's all messed up, he's like possessed. He's the only survivor. Everyone else dies. They're either killed or they kill themselves. And this is like the first 20 minutes of the movie. So this is yeah. like completely unrelated to the I, main I, plot. 
I thought there was going to be like a little five minute side story and they'd all die to the spirit, but it takes its yeah, time it takes with it. Yeah, it takes a while. It's great. It's great. It's weird. I was a little bit like put off. I just wasn't expecting that much time. And uh-huh. it is a long movie. And so it is like, long. I feel like, ooh, where could they have saved time? Probably in the little short film in the beginning. But yeah, anyway, the main plot picks up in 2018 with uh, an ex cop who's lost his wife and his young son in a car accident. And um, I guess the movie starts with his neighbor's daughter writes a message in blood on her like bathroom mirror and says, like, the empty man made me do it. And it's assumed that she's either run away or killed herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he starts investigating her disappearance. And I guess that's where the real plot of the movie kicks off. Yeah, it leads him to like this cult type organization called like the Pontifex Society. There's like this cosmic ontological dread in this movie. And like... The beginning, like, half hour or, like, 45 minutes, even past, like, the short film and stuff. Yeah. Like, you could still feel like, oh, this might be. Yeah, this might still be, like, traditional supernatural entity. Absolutely. Killing people. Yeah. There was an evil spirit in the short film. And then Uh he's investigating this girl who's probably killed herself because she was infected by the spirit. And I guess the red herring is that, like, this high school girl who, you know, disappears or kills herself, her surviving friends recount this, like, urban legend of, like, the empty man, where if you, like, mm-hmm. blow into a bottle and, like, think about him, you summon him. It's like a, I don't know, a Beetlejuice type thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the whole hour, hour and a half of the movie, you're thinking it's going to be some, like, Slender Man, Beetlejuice, uh, like, whatever summoned type evil of, yeah, type summoned stuff. Summoned evil yeah, yeah. type bullshit. And so I just wasn't that into it. And then when they discover the cult, I'm like, holy shit, this movie owns. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so good. Cult, it's so cool. It's a, such a it's such a left turn. I don't know, maybe cults are just elevated horror, but it goes from like shit tier horror movie that I would never see to like hereditary. <laughs> yeah. It's some cool stuff in there. It's some really cool stuff. I think the filmmaking is really great too. There's some like really fucking bananas transitions and like the sound design is fantastic too and i love james badgedale's performance in this i think he's very very funny when he doesn't need to be mm-hmm. um i don't know what do you think derek so i agree with you guys or actually maybe i don't agree with <laughs> entirely with what amir says like is saying that you can cut down a little bit of that first 20 minutes because i think that first 20 minutes is just spectacular I and like it a lot, too. It's yeah. good. Okay, don't get me wrong. I don't dislike... I'm going to defend myself yeah. here a little bit. I don't okay. dislike that first 20 minutes at all. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Okay. And in a movie that is long, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe you can cut something else of the first hour, but I don't even know if you need to cut anything. It's long, yeah. but like, I don't know, maybe yeah. you don't need to cut anything at yeah. all. It does feel awkward pacing-wise. It does. I'll, tell you, I'll give yes. you that. I'll yes. give you that. But that's it is the, That's the yeah. word, awkward. But it's not... Yeah. I don't know if anything actually needs to be cut. Like, I think... The whole sort of meandering first half does lull you into this false sense of security, which makes that sucker punch of the weird cult stuff hit so much harder. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if anything does need to be cut. I'm just going to clarify that. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Let's go. No, no, no. I absolutely love that first 20 minutes. And I do agree. It feels like this weird short film that kind of happens. And it's like a cold open, right? And yeah. It takes place. And then after those 20 minutes or like spectacular 20 minutes are done, it, then you actually get the title card of The Empty Man, right? So mm-hmm. like I was like, wow, that's that's great. But I'm sorry to say that I think the rest of the movie just does not meet the level of craft and just energy that I got from that first 20 minutes. I think by the end of this movie, it gets very convoluted. And part of what I think it was trying to do was be this murder mystery, like what's really happening here. And then I think what happens at the end then makes you question the entirety of the movie, and I'm not for that. Really? Yes. I think that's the most interesting part of the movie. No. I think as artfully done as the first 20 minutes are, I mean, like, you've seen that, like, a million times, no matter how well it's done, right? Like, mm-hmm. the supernatural entity, the exotic locale, and, like, the isolation of that horror set piece of the first 20 minutes like i love it but you've seen it before but like the last half of this movie this is something i've never ever seen before and i think it's very very smart it does a lot of things that you don't expect it to and playing around with like real life like parapsychology concepts that i've never seen in a movie before 
I mean, that's that's just my opinion. <laughs> so, okay, then I think we have to dive into, like, the ending and dive a little into spoilers because then I need to ask you guys questions because your guys' understanding of the movie and my understanding of the movie might be different, and that's probably what's leading to... Okay, when did you see it, Derek? Did you just watch okay. it? Or? <laughs> so here's a really... Oh, this is a bad but funny story. <laughs> you know, okay, so behind the scenes here, like, Jeff has been trying to get us to watch this movie for, what, almost like a year, <laughs> a right? A year. <laughs> oh, my God. Has it been that long? Probably. Yeah, because, I mean, when it first came out, he's all like, we should do an Empty Man. I'm like, yeah, we'll do it if we have some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a lull here in January, so we're like, all right, let's finally do the Empty Man, right? Okay, where can I watch this? And I'm like, oh, it's on HBO Max. I'm just going to go to HBO Max and check it out. I go to my HBO Max. And I'm like, wait, I've fucking seen this already. Like, what? I, I totally forgot that I what? had watched this movie. What? <laughs> yes. Oh. And I was like, uh-oh. I've watched this movie and I don't remember a lick of it. This can't be a good sign. And I realize I'm like, oh, man, I didn't really like it the first time I watched it. And uh, again, I don't really like it the second <laughs> time I watched it. <laughs> Like, I remember, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Like, the first 20 minutes, I was like, oh, this is fucking amazing. And then I realized afterwards why I just, like, had forgotten that I watched it. And, like, it's a detriment that I think you've hyped it up so much that I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in my head I was expecting amazing and I, I didn't get that. And I just kind of blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry to say that. I mean, Jeff, you, you, really you, you've recommended so many things to us and we've done a lot of the things that you've recommended on this, like, you know, Hereditary and uh -huh. Midsommar and, and uh, Possessor. Uh, Possessor. And I'm Possessor. like, all great. I love them. But it's just like this one was not to say that your taste is bad. I'm just saying like this one was just not the hit compared to those for me. Uh, so, yeah, I, I saw it, I guess, like a couple months ago and then I saw it like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question of when I saw this. Alright, I feel like you're missing something with this movie. because Maybe. I don't know. This is a challenging movie, I think. It's not something that's like, you can watch and be like, oh, that's what happened. And like, that's, it's like your typical horror movie. It really isn't anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. So like, the whole thing with this movie, it's like an exploration of the concept of tulpas. Which I had no idea what tulpas were until I saw this movie. And it's like these thought forms where you're like you how do you even explain a tulpa? I'm not um, sure I can. I've heard the concept before this movie, but I, I don't know if I know it well enough to explain it. I think all you need to know for for the movie, like for the sake of understanding the movie, is that it's a being that can be created through spiritual and mental powers. Yeah. So like the ability to create a sentient being through, through like collective thought. willpower yeah. yeah like a it's like a concept of like mysticism parapsychology so an interesting fact that i found out about this movie is that it's very closely linked to mark twain who was huge into like parapsychology the name empty man is like a play on mark twain's initials like mt huh and mm. like when the title shows up MT shows up before the P, um, right? Yeah, in the in the letters showing up, so it's really interesting, and it shares a couple of like aspects with his story, the mysterious stranger. So if you want to go into that, that's like another rabbit hole you can dive down into. Mark Twain's story, the mysterious stranger. I don't know, man. I think Derek, what questions do you have? Because I think okay, so let let's get into. <laughs> you know, you guys are talking about how like the second half is different. So he finds that there's this cult, right? Uh -huh. But we find that there's like a little bit of a twist because at the end, he's been groomed to take over as this vessel, right, of mm -hmm. uh, the empty man, right? Mm -hmm. And it relates back to that first 20 minutes because, you know, we find that the individual at the beginning of the movie that fell down the hole that saw that big... Paul. Mm -hmm. Paul, sorry, yeah, the guy who saw the big creature, whatever, I guess was a vessel. And that was 18 years ago? It was 1995, yeah, yeah. and then it's 2018. 23 years. And they mentioned that a vessel happens usually every 500 years, but then they're trying this tulpa, right? Uh, wanting to will this being into existence, and they're going to create a new vessel because their vessel is about to die, right? Mm -hmm. Or can't survive this process. So we find out that he's been groomed and psychologically is there a psychological element to his grooming that he has like memories almost in like implanted in him and that at the end like he has to like accept or become this vessel and he kills paul and then becomes the empty man is that my yes yeah. but 
not precisely. He's not groomed. He's created. So James Vashdale's character, mm-hmm. uh, James, he's a tulpa. So he never existed before the moment we met him in the beginning of the movie. So it's the cult that wills him into existence for the sole purpose of being the vessel for the other, which is what like the the demons called. So the empty man isn't the monster. The empty man is James. Is James. And the empty man is Paul. Oh, Paul, right? yeah. Yeah. Um so Okay, so that's what I totally did not understand then. I did not realize that he was fabricated. Like he just So I wasn't entirely sure, to be honest. I just saw this like uh-huh. an hour ago or something. So I was like, I don't know if like they created him or if they like hollowed him out or something but i guess maybe you're supposed to take literally they did literally create him he's a fake person because when he calls um amanda amanda um uh, no amanda's mom oh, no no not nora. Uh, amanda's nora, mom, right? yeah, nora. when he calls nora and she's like who is this <laughs> yeah yeah Dude, that shit was insane yeah yeah i mean so uh, to, to explain what happened later in the movie he calls amanda's mother and she doesn't know who he is and that kind of like falls in line with uh the cult assertions that he's not a real person. Right. It is a little ambiguous, though, because I'll, I'll give you that, because he does have interactions with Nora before that phone call and after we're introduced to him, right? It's not like the interactions he has with Nora are just memories. So, like, there's an aspect of, like, fake images and, like, hallucinations during the film, too, and not just prior to, to when we're introduced to, to James, right? So yeah, like all those moments, or like the moment where she brings him food, I need to grasp. Okay, so this totally kind of recontextualizes my understanding of this movie. <laughs> maybe it's a fault of my own, or maybe it's a fault of the movie. I, I don't mean, know. You like, did watch I did it not. Twice. Yeah, I did not get that. I did not understand. So either the that. movie is very like unclear because you watch it twice. <laughs> no, because I remember, I remember that line. I remember him saying like, "Oh, you didn't exist." I'm like, I thought that meant like you like consciously you, like, yeah, didn't like, exist. Or like, like they like, had someone wiped his memory and like right yeah I wasn't entirely sure how literal to take that either right because I don't know how much of it makes sense if you do like are the wife and kid real like this affair never happened really but then why was she acting as if it did over those three days is she also brainwashed mm-hmm. or is she part of this it right? does it, raise questions yeah I mean the thing that lends to the theory that he is actually created is like if you pay attention like during the movie. At one point, I don't know who it is that says it. It might be Garrett who says it, or someone. Someone in the cult. It's either Garrett or Amanda. They say, like, we tried this tulpa before. Yeah. And we figured out that we need to imbue this tulpa with fear for it to work, like, the way we want it to. To be the vessel for um this other entity. Throughout this movie... I feel like James does not have, like, a single positive experience, right? Like, all his memories of Nora and the affair, like, his kids, it's all, like, guilt and tragedy and Mm. all that stuff. And, like, everything's, like, fucked up, right? So, like, I feel like that lends to the credibility of the theory that he has been created as this tulpa and vessel for the empty man this entire time. And he's never existed before the moment we met him that's kind of like part of my issue with the movie then is everything we've seen fake like you know what i mean like what do we know is like real is it then everyone he has interactions with part of this cult right because they all have to like right it can't be right because it can't be there's even a cop early in the movie he's like oh i know you i I yeah you're an ex-cop or something you're an ex-cop and there's like the newspaper clippings or whatever but i guess those could be fabricated i don't know it's very hard to say I feel like what's real and what's not can be up to interpretation, I think. I mm-hmm. think that's where things are ambiguous. But, like, there's also, like, this meta aspect of the movie where, like, you know, the things that's causing fear in him and making him, like, the perfect tulpa for the other, this cosmic entity, is his own investigation into the empty man, right? Like, that's what's leading him to become the perfect vessel. And, like, going down the rabbit hole of, like, the Pontifex society... And, like, investigating Amanda and her friends and, like, their deaths, you know? It's a mindfuck. So, my question is, then, there is still a supernatural element to this movie, right? Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure, for sure. Okay. 
<laughs> like, because I was also, like, partly confused or, like, worried that what we saw at the beginning wasn't real and, like, they were just creating this story. Before you told me this whole tulpa of creating a person out of thin air thing, I thought it was more of, like, a psychological thing where, like, they, they brainwashed him to be empty, right? To, like, forget his past and, like, created a new memory for himself. I mean, I feel like that's the legitimate... Yeah, like, I think it's a interpretation very reasonable, of the movie. I think it's a very yeah. reasonable mm-hmm. interpretation. Um, uh, I just think it's way cooler the other way around. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> well, I do think um, they're going for something more in the Tulpa range, just because they bring it up, right? Like, yeah. they wouldn't tell you all this shit if they didn't want you to at least consider that possibility. Right. Um, I'll just admit, you guys are just better at this than me, because I just like <laughs> that. That shit went way over my head, and I did not realize that he was literally created. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm not sure he. I just think it's a possibility that's worth considering, right? Like, I'm not okay. married to it, like, but mm-hmm, I, yeah. I, I think that's probably the way the film wants you to lean. I think that's another thing the film does so well. All the like cult dialogue is so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, all the stuff they say, the little weird mantras. And yeah. like um, Stephen Root is so well cast yeah, as the excellent the head cult guy. Oh, oh man, he's so good. Yeah, he's an excellent um, choice. And like his like meaningless lather, but like it's menacing at the same time. And it yeah. like hints at profundities, but actually says nothing. But it's all incredibly sinister, dude. It's so good, so sinister and vague, right? Like you're like yeah. listening to him talking. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> but you can tell that all of that shit is evil. <laughs> like yeah. everything he says is super evil, dude. Did you read the questionnaire? Yeah, I, oh, I was reading some of it. Yeah. I paused <laughs> it to read it because it's insane. Like, <laughs> I didn't pause dude, it to read it's it. What so did it good. Say? So like he goes to the cult. He's trying to investigate. It. I guess he's signed up for a class or whatever he's like filling out their intake questionnaire um to attend one of their talks or whatever and like it asks like your name and your basic biographical information and then it asks like this questionnaire and it's like i don't know i guess it's based on like something you'd fill out at a doctor's office where it asks if you ever had suicidal thoughts or whatever or like a personality quiz would ask like whether you identify with these particular thoughts but the stuff on this quiz is insane it starts out with like i have a sense of health and well-being or like i wish i'd never been born like normal stuff and then it says Life itself is a kind of disease. An infection is a blessed event. The brain can itch. Suicide is <laughs> yeah. a form of thought control. The entire universe is an erogenous zone. Dark thoughts <laughs> please me. <laughs> it's nutty. Nothing oh, is, man. I gotta, I gotta pause dude, it and read It's all so good. Nothing is binary. Everything is fluid. Some quote-unquote truths are socially intolerable. The scientific method is a tool of oppression. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> if science says the sky is blue, it is more likely red. Science says the genders are discreet. It's just like all this like nutty stuff. Actually, now that we're discussing this scene and this character, like there was a line that that's why I started to feel like this was like a mind wipe scenario. Because doesn't he say like, oh, uh, it's good to see you again. Like hopefully yeah. you stay longer this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why I thought, like, oh, like, he's been here. He just doesn't remember that he's been here. Well, there's, he's like, a time here. fuckery aspect to this, too, right? Yeah, because... He- because at the end of the movie, when Amanda reveals to him, like, oh, you're a tulpa, or, like, you've been created, like, it loops back to when he's investigating this rattling sound in the Pontifex Society, like, headquarters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... It turns out that he's making the sound that he's investigating himself back, like, after he took the intake questionnaire and, and he was, like, beginning his investigation, right? And, and there's like, also that weird scene where that group's like, someone's here, like, show yourself. And, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. W- he's walking out from below, but then he's also standing above, like, yeah, observing. he sees yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. Dude, this movie's a trip, man. It's totally confusing to me. <laughs> Dude, what about, like, we didn't even talk about, like, that fire ritual? That shit is so cool. Yeah. Okay. When he goes out and the cultists are after him or whatever. Oh, yeah. It looks awesome. It, and then, it like, looks cool, yeah. They're doing this weird circle. like They're like running around this fire. Like, in a, like circle, a ring like, around the rose. Yeah, they're doing like, a ring around the rose <laughs> around this giant bonfire fire. in the middle of the yeah. night in like an abandoned kid's summer camp. And they're all in robes and stuff. Super creepy. And then he's investigating them. And then they all somehow know he's there. And so he, like, takes yeah. one step back, and they all take one step forward. He the does sound this, design dude, is so incredible. Good. Yeah, that's a great It's, scene. like, a thousand footsteps, like, just reverberating through the air, and, and, like, 
he takes one step back, like you said, and then they follow him, and it's like this giant footstep that like like rings in your ears, and like his reaction is so yeah, funny. So, so funny. <laughs> he's just like he's just like yeah. No. <laughs> he runs away. He turns it's so books. funny. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, like, great uh, cinematography choices, too. Like, the transition from, like, uh, looking at the map. Um, oh, yes. Yes. I know, the, I know what you're talking about. The road. Into, yes. To, into the road. Like, Gorgeous. how did they do that? Gorgeous. That was so I don't good. know how they did that. That's crazy. That was really good. The amount of detail is so good, too, because it's like you, you're seeing the map and it has, like, letters, right? And the letters yeah. then become, like, kind of superimposed on top of the landscape. But then the, the actual, like, shadows in the landscape become the letters and, like, yeah, it's it's really, really cool attention to detail. I, I agree. There are some great scenes, great cinematography, just great just setups, I think, in this movie. And I, I do... Um, I do appreciate some of those things. Uh-huh. Ultimately, I'm just fucking confused by the end, and I think that's like it's it's hard for me to grasp. I mean, it's me- it meant yeah. to be confusing, and it's meant to be talked yeah. about. So I think you're doing the exact right thing uh, by coming <laughs> watching to talk it twice to and still yeah. being fucking confused as fuck. Well, I'm talking to us about it, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can tell like if you're watching this and like no one's prepped you for what it's gonna be like, like. By the end, you could totally just be like, yeah, I don't get this at all. I'm out or whatever, you know? But I think this split of, like, just totally not getting it and then, like, being totally, like, enraptured by this movie is just... I think it's expected, right? I think that's what maybe the director wanted in, or intended. I'm sure that's what he he intended. So I, I think... Uh, Mission accomplished. Mission maybe. accomplished. <laughs> I am proof uh, that mission was accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe watch this again. Yeah. Knowing what I know, yeah, maybe. I, I mean I've seen it now twice and I remember Give it like another six months to a year or something yeah, and then revisit but, it. But know yeah. what it know yeah. what happens, yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's like one of those things where, like, did you guys see the thing recently on Twitter? Is like, if, if your teacher says it's an open book test, you should know that the books won't help you. Like, I feel yeah. like yeah. you're in the same situation, Derek. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're going into the movie with the answer, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Someone said this movie was about the internet, and like the internet is like the cosmic horror or whatever, the nosphere. <laughs> I mean, kinda. And, I like that. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, because, like, the first uh, act of this movie, the the short film, is, like, 1995. It's, like, the kind of, like, the, the rise of the internet, you know, mm-hmm. um, giving birth to this cosmic horror that, like, corrupts you with fucking nonsense, like uh, Arthur in the movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of the questions on the questionnaire could be, like, kind of like what being on the internet is like, you know? <laughs> For sure. Um, I also uh, heard about the concept of Topo, like, on the internet. It was really big in, like, 4chan and, like, I don't know, I mean, 4chan and, like, my little Before pony. seeing this movie? Or, like, you saw this after? No, you, no, no, you I heard about the concept you on the heard internet about it. Okay, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I didn't know anything about it. And, like, I guess uh, just, like, looking at, like, the Wikipedia itself says that, like, um, this is a concept that, like, became popular on, like, my Little Pony websites and shit. What? Yeah. The My Little Pony subculture is so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> on 4chan and Reddit and like My Little Pony. Yeah. So um, dark places on the internet for sure. Dark yeah. places. <laughs> I do think the movie kind of drags a little bit in the middle, but the bookends are so good. But I mean, I don't want to like overplay how weird this movie is because it does have like typical supernatural slasher type stuff because like a lot of the creepy imagery is great too like the the empty man kills are are pretty good amanda's friend who gets killed in the steam room Mm -hmm. dude that is so brutal yeah or even like the very first 20 minutes when like paul he's like hovering over somebody and he's just like whispering in their ear but it's like clicking it's not like audible like you don't know what he's Mm -hmm. actually saying it almost sounds like just like clicking I yeah. thought that was a great piece of like sound design and then yeah, the yeah. clicking super yeah. creepy. But yeah, that kill in the shower was also great. It's supernatural, but then like it switches perspectives and she's just basically like stabbing herself in the face. It's like with like, scissors, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, with scissors. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And when James finds the bodies of all mm-hmm. the friends that have uh, hanged themselves there? under the bridge, yeah. that's creepy as hell too. 
Because, like, he's hearing the sound, and, like, you don't know what that sound is. And it's, like, the dead body's boot banging against, like, the the steel girders. Creepy, creepy scene. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. I really like James Badgedale. I think he's a very good underrated actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm consistently impressed with what he does. What else do you know him from? We didn't even really talk about him. Or, like, the I know. Guy. Iron I Man know. 3, baby. <laughs> Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> He's such a dick in that movie. I love him in that movie. Yeah, he's so good in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's Chase Edmonds in 24. I know, I know. He's in the um, I don't really like him as Chase. I think Chase is kind of annoying, but whatever. <laughs> um, he was on that show Rubicon on AMC like a decade ago. Oh, wow. About like conspiracy theories and stuff. He was good on that. What else was he in? The Departed. Oh, yeah, he is in The Departed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely an actor I recognize. I just don't remember him. I, I don't remember him in many like leading roles like this. So always mm-hmm. in the background there. Yeah, he's always kind of like more uh, supporting or character yeah. actor. A lot of character actor work, you know. Yeah. So it's nice. To, yeah, he's got his own little vehicle here, and he's good. He's good. Oh, I'm sorry. The last thing is David Pryor. What else has he done? Not much, actually. He's done a bunch of short films. He's behind the new Netflix video essay series, um, War. Oh, like, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's like a producer on that. Yeah, what else has he done? He's very closely related to uh, David Fincher, actually. He's done stuff on Zodiac, Facebook. Yeah, he's done a lot of video documentaries, but this is like maybe his first feature length? Documentary on the girl with the dragon tattoo. This documentary called How They Ever Make a Movie of Facebook. Very closely related to Fincher, so... Do you guys know that this was based on a graphic novel? It is, yeah. Yeah, I've never read it, so uh, it's a comic book movie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I guess maybe check out the comic and let us know if it's good, Yeah, I wonder how it compares. Yeah. Yeah, Someone must have read it. If you read it, please let us know. Let us know it's good. Yeah. I feel like there's a very narrow list of people that I would recommend this movie to. I mean, if I if I ever ran into someone, yes, maybe I would rather recommend it to Derek because now I know. <laughs> but you did already. You recommended me watching this a third time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, not to say I would never recommend this movie. It's just I don't know anyone in my life that would really enjoy it. <laughs> not this, like you know what I mean. Like it's not my cup of tea, right? I've already professed that, and I think you're right. It is a maybe a certain type of person that would really enjoy this. I mean. I think if anyone maybe who just like outright likes horror movies or like Spence movies or like. Who do you know who likes yeah. Hereditary? I don't know if that's the same recommend though. Really? In my Interesting. mind. No. I feel like if, if someone liked Hereditary, they'd like this. This isn't as good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting it in that same tier. But like the whole cult aspect of it is similar and the whole like, I don't know, the bringing something into existence and like someone having to be a gate for the demon. I don't know. It, 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 it hits some similar beats. That I feel mm-hmm. like you'd enjoy if you enjoyed Hereditary. I think Hereditary is a little more accessible. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't want to say accessible because it's got like some nasty, nasty shit in it. But I think Hereditary is a little easier to understand than this. It's not as ambiguous, right? Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I watched this with with Ashley. She wasn't really into it. But then again, she's not super into horror either. Yeah. But. I, mean, I don't, I don't have I don't have any many friends that like love 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 horror. You know, I have Jeff, so <laughs> I'll recommend this to you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like extremely my shit, right? First of all, it's horror, and second of all, it fucks with you, which I I love, right? I love things that like are challenging and that make you think, and like you can interpret it in a bunch of different ways. I don't know. It's, just, it's such an interesting movie. Like I understand why this movie did not do well. I understand why they uh, had test screenings and people fucking hated this thing. I think people just went in expecting one thing and they got another, which might have been your experience, Derek, right? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, to be completely honest, that first 20 minutes makes you feel like it's going to be a different movie. Yeah. Like I said, I think it, the first 20 minutes is like, a great short film. It's, like, really well-paced. Like, I get something out of it in that first 20 minutes that I'm like, I was kind of expecting maybe that continued level of suspense and thrill, but then it really kind of like slows down when you get to the, yeah the, the you know, 2018 storyline and it doesn't really ramp up again until maybe the end or until that, that cult scene. But pacing wise for me, it, it, it has some issues in my mind. 
I mean, was this a major top ten last year? No, I don't think it was. No. But I liked it a lot, though. This is uh, yeah. This is this, this was pretty good. I mean, I guess I was very pleasantly surprised by it, so I'm putting a very positive gloss on it. I do agree mm-hmm. that it is a bit awkwardly paced. It's long. It doesn't always fire on all cylinders. Like, mm-hmm. I do think that first half is maybe a little flabby. Um, mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it does set you up for such a great twist at the end with uh, it turning into like this whole weird other thing. Um, yeah. That, that I, and I really liked where it went in the end, so I'm willing to forgive it. I'm just, like, really floored by how much it's willing to do something that's just different, you know? This was number 12 on my top 10 list really? last year. Yeah, remember yeah, we went down the list? Right. I was like, oh, yeah. I had two extra. Because this one didn't really count. It wasn't really 2021. Oh, um, yeah. So this was like number 12. But do you think it would be in that range for you? or It might, yeah. Uh, actually, it might. Because I even put Dune on my list, and I didn't like Dune yeah, yeah, that yeah. much. So I feel like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this could probably... <laughs> Yeah, squeeze this one in there. This, this might, yeah, this could squeeze in. All right, um, anything else, guys? Sorry you didn't like it that much, Derek. <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, They can't all be hits, right? <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm not. This I'm is not, a hit, just not for you. It's just not for me. <laughs> I don't regret watching it. I don't regret watching it twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Um, it's really funny that you watched twice. That's great. I found it really That's funny so too, funny. and I was like, "What the fuck? I've seen this, and I don't remember." I mean, some of it did come back while I was watching because I, I, I specifically remember the first twenty minutes. I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this. This is this is awesome. What what happened? Why don't I remember this movie?" Um, but yeah, it came back a little bit, but by the end, I was like again confused and not remembering after my first time, and and yeah, yeah. I feel like seeing this the first time. And not being into it, and then having to watch it again, only to realize that you've seen it already, kind of hurts your experience, right? No, yeah, I was like, uh-oh. How have like, I seen this and I not remembered it? Yeah, Because, like, like, I think you go through the motions, and you're like, you kind of remember, like, by then, I was like, oh, it's it's this. And then it kind of prevents you from opening your mind to, like, I don't know, like, the whole Tulpa thing. Because if you miss that the first time... And you watch it again, and you're like distracted by the fact that you've seen it already. Yeah, you're just gonna reinforce the what am I already thinking? Yeah, yeah, right. So but yeah, so now that I know the whole Tulpa thing, may, maybe if rewatch in like maybe. a year, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. give yourself more more time <laughs> um, to forget. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. In a year, you recommend that we do the Empty Man again, and then I'll be like, yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, if that is all, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at Strange Harbors, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Strange Harbors. What about you guys? Uh, you can find me uh, concentrating on thoughts. <laughs> uh, you can find him sitting life. on a bridge blowing on a little whistle. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's hope not. How about you, Derek? Uh, you can find me at The World's Okay's Photos and Screen Nation's Guild on Instagram. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great rating. Uh, it really helps to get our podcast out to more people. Yeah. And if you have uh, any questions, comments, suggestions on the Oscar nominations, I already forgot that we talked about that, <laughs> <laughs> or The Empty Man, which is now streaming on HBO Max, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like getting listener mail. Sometimes we read it out on the pod. Amir, you should have said you're in the noosphere. <laughs> oh, that's right. I am in the noosphere. <laughs> All right. So I guess that'll be the end of this episode. We will see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.